Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. Welcome to True Crime Garage. Wherever you are, whatever you are doing, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Nick, and with me, as always, is a man that I can only describe as a horse of a different color. He is the captain. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's good to be seen, and it's good to see you. Thanks for telling a friend. Thanks for sharing on social media. Today we are drinking White Witch IPA by Black Diamond Brewing Company, garage grade, four out of five bottle caps. Mm-hmm. Check out this hoppy and floral IPA with smooth drinkability from the fine people of Black Diamond Brewing. And White Witch was brought to us by these marvelous little munchkins. First up, we have Jason from east of Seattle. Jason says, try some Sticky Hands IPA. And a big shout out to Dougie from Scotland. Next up, we have Nathan in Bella Vista, Arizona. Bella Vista. And in the beautiful parts unknown, we have Mm -hmm. Jennifer, Colleen, Timothy S., who's been a longtime listener, and Shiherazada. And currently, the showers aren't working, but I have the maintenance crew working on that. So everybody in parts unknown, you're going to be stinky for the next day. Hang in there for a bit. Next up all the way in Germany, we say thanks to Ryan. Also up in Ontario, we say thanks to Judith. Judith with the nice jib. And a big shout out to Tracy from Greenwood, Indiana. And also a big thank you and shout out to Ben and Elise in Wyoming. And you know it was my birthday last week, right? That's right. And uh, We're sh- still celebrating. Well, yeah, we, birthday month. It's my birthday month. I share my birthday with a special someone, Taya. I know that her mother listens, and I know her aunt listens down in Houston, so happy belated birthday to Taya. Happy birthday, and thanks to everybody for buying us around for this week's show. If you want to buy us some beer for next week's show and fill up the fridge, go to truecrimegarage.com and click on the donate button. And during our top 100, we talked about unsolved cases that we have covered. Mm -hmm. So people keep on saying, hey, uh, what about this case? Or what about this case? What about Abraham Lincoln? Right. It's only cases <laughs> that we covered. 
Uh, and if you would like to find those old episodes, you can do so on our website store or in the iTunes store. And that's truecrimegarage.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up on the mailing list. And if you'd like to help this show, you can tell a friend, tell a family member, or just go to iTunes and rate us five stars. It really does help out the show. That's enough of the business. Everybody gather around, grab a chair, grab a beer. Let's talk some true crime. This is True Crime Garage. And this is the case of Casey Anthony. I drove to the police department here on Pershing, but you guys are closed. I need to bring someone into the police department. Can you tell me where I can, the closest one I can come into? What, what are you trying to accomplish by bringing them to the station? I have a 22-year-old person that has um, grand theft sitting in my auto with me. So the 22-year-old person stole something? Yes. Is this a relative? Yes. Where did they steal it from? Um, my car and also money. Okay. Is this your son? Daughter. Okay. So your daughter stole money from your car? No, my car was stolen. We retrieved it today. We found out where it was at. We retrieved it. I've got that, and I've got affidavit for my banking account. I want to bring her in. Okay. I want to press charges. Where, where did all of this happen? Oh, it, it's been happening. No, no, but I need to establish a jurisdiction is what I'm trying uh, well, to Oh, I lived in, um, in Orlando. Yeah, but what address did these thefts occur at? Um, well, I guess my residence, I guess. What the- okay. That's actually going to be in the jurisdiction of the sheriff's office, ma'am, not okay. the Orlando Police Department. All righty. Let, let me transfer you over to the communications section for Orange County. Okay. Now, is the Orlando Sheriff's Department the one on 436, uh, that, is that open this afternoon, this evening? Uh, the substation you're at on Pershing, if it's Orlando Police, we're, we're open primarily during the day. Uh-huh. But that's not the sheriff. That's the city police, which does not right. have jurisdiction for your address. And then there's the sheriff's department on, fifth, I mean, on 436. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to transfer you to the sheriff's communications section, and you can um, determine that. Hold on. Okay. So my next thing will be down to trial thing, and we'll have a court order to get her. If that's what you want to play, we'll do it. You'll never. Well, then you have one day. No, I'm not giving you another day. I've given you a month. 911, what's the address that's happening? Um, I have someone here that I need to um, be arrested in my home. They're there right now? a possible missing child. I have a three-year-old that's been missing for a month. A three-year-old? Yes. Have you reported that? I'm trying to do that now, ma'am. Okay, what did the person do that you need arrested? My daughter. For what? For stealing an auto and stealing money. 
I already spoke with someone. They said they would patch me through the Orlando um, Sheriff's Department, have a deputy here. I was in the car. I was going to drive her to the police station, and no one's open. They said they would bring a deputy to my home when I got home to call them. So she stole your vehicle? Yes. When did she do that? Um, on the 30th. I just got it back from the impound. I'd like to speak to an officer. Can you have someone come out to my house? Okay. Okay, I've got to ask you these questions so I can put them in the, in the call, okay? Okay. 30th of June? Yes. Okay, how old is your daughter? 22. Okay, what's her name? My name? Her name. Her name? And you said you have the vehicle back? Yes. And I have the um, statement. She's there right now? Yes, I got her. I finally found her after a month. She's been missing for a month. I found her, but we can't find my granddaughter. Um, five foot, one and a half. Thin, medium, or heavy build? Thin. Color hair? Brown. What color uh, shirt is she wearing? White. What color pants? Oh, they're shorts. They're um, clad. They're like pink and teal and white and black clad. Does she have any weapons on her? No. Is she not telling you where her daughter is? Correct. Okay, we'll have a deputy out to you as soon as one's available, okay? Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. 911, what's your emergency? <laughs> I called a little bit ago, the deputy sheriff saying I found out my granddaughter has been taken. She has been missing for a month. Her, her mother finally admitted that she's been missing. Okay, what, what is it? here now. Okay, what is the address that you're calling from? We're talking about a three-year-old little girl. My daughter finally admitted that the baby's in the store. I need to find her. Your daughter admitted that your, the baby is where? But the babysitter took her a month ago that my daughter's been looking for. I told you my daughter was missing for a month. I just found her today, but I can't find my granddaughter. And she just admitted to me that she's been trying to find her herself. There's something wrong. I found my daughter's car today, and it smells like there's been a dead body in the damn car. Okay, what is the three-year-old's name? Kaylee. C-A-Y-L-E-E. -E, Anthony. Kaylee Anthony? Yes. Okay, is she white, black, or Hispanic? She's white. How long has she been missing for? I have not seen her since the 7th of June. What is her date of birth? Um, 8, 8, 9, 2000, oh God, she's 3, she's 2005. So it's Okay, I just can, I need, I, I understand, can you just, can you calm down for me for just a minute and just, I need to know what's going on, okay? I'm going to try and talk. Is your, is your daughter there? Is your daughter there? Yes. Can I speak with her? Do you mind if I speak with her? Thank you. I called them two hours ago. They haven't gotten here. Can you see? Finally, the medicine's there. He took her a month ago. Ma'am. Ma'am. 
want to talk to you. Answer the question. Hello? Hello? Yes. Hi. Well, can you can you tell me what's going on a little bit? I'm sorry? Can you tell me a little bit what's going on? My daughter's been missing for the last 31 days. And you know who has her? I know who has her. I've tried to contact her. I actually received a phone call today now from a number that is no longer in service. I did get to speak to my daughter for about a moment, about a minute. Okay, did you guys call and report a vehicle stolen? Um, yes, my mom did. Okay, so there's been a vehicle stolen too? No, this was my vehicle. What vehicle was stolen? Um, it's a 98 Pontiac Sunfire. Okay, I have deputies on the way to you right now for that. But now you're, now you're three old, okay, your three-year-old daughter's missing. Kaylee Anthony. Yes. White female. Anthony. Yes, white female. Three years old, eight, nine, 2005 is her date of birth? Yes. And you last saw her a month ago? 31 days. It's been 31 days. Who has her? Do you have, do you have a name? Her name is Zenaida Fernandez Gonzalez. Who is that? Babysitter? She's, she's been my nanny for about a year and a half, almost two years. Why, why are you calling now? Why didn't you call 31 days ago? I've been looking for her and have gone through other resources to try to find her, which is stupid. Okay. But can you can you give me the name of the, the nanny again? Like, spell it out for me. Zenaida, Z-E-N-A-I-D-A. Last name? Fernandez. Fernandez? Hyphen Gonzalez. I think the officers are here. The officers are there? Yes. Okay, hold on a second. Don't hang up with me yet. I need you Okay. Kaylee Anthony was born August 9, 2005. She lived with her mother, Casey, and Casey's parents, George and Cindy Anthony, in a ranch-style home in Orlando, Florida. Casey was 19 when she gave birth to Kaylee. In June of 2008, the two were still living with George and Cindy. Kaylee is now 2 years old and Casey 22 years old. On June 9th, Casey and Kaylee move out of George and Cindy's house and move in with Casey's ex-boyfriend, Ricardo Morales, and his friend, Amy. On Sunday, June 15, 2008, Kaylee goes with Cindy to visit Cindy's father in an assisted living facility. Mm-hmm. Later that day, Kaylee and Cindy swim together in the Anthony family's above-ground pool. This is Father's Day, and before the night was over, there was going to be a showdown in the Anthony household, and I'm guessing that this was not the first of its kind. Cindy, who was 50 years old, she is attacking Casey's parenting skills or lack thereof. Right. Casey decides to argue back and this argument becomes pretty heated. And at one point, allegedly, Cindy is threatening that her and George are going to take legal custody of Kaylee. Mm -hmm. And at some point, Cindy has her hands around Casey's neck. George ends up diffusing this situation. Uh, and everybody, they, they just kind of part their ways. But the, a pretty heated argument takes place that evening. The next day is Monday, June 16th. Now, this is a work day. 
And at this time, Cindy is a nurse and she works during the day. George is working basically a second shift security job. His workday typically starts at 3 p.m. So after Cindy leaves for work, we would just have Casey and Kaylee and George there for the morning hours Mm -hmm. until Casey goes off to work and Kaylee goes to the babysitter's apartment. George would later say that he last saw Casey and Kaylee as they left the house at 12.50 p.m. At 2.30 p.m., George left for work. And this would be the last time any of her parents actually see Casey with Kaylee. Yes, in the next few weeks, George and Cindy... Do not see Casey or Kaylee. They they did, however, talk on the phone with Casey several times. Mm-hmm. On these occasions, Cindy would ask to speak with the little Kaylee, and each time she would be unable to do so because the child was with her nanny or at an amusement park. But she was the little kid was always busy doing something, and Cindy would not be able to speak with her. Casey would tell her parents that she was she was quite busy, mostly with work uh, and some personal things as well. And where is she working at? She was currently working at the very popular Universal Studio theme park. Mm -hmm. On June 30th, a 1998 white Pontiac Sunfire was towed from a store parking lot. Mm -hmm. The vehicle was considered to have been abandoned and was transferred to the Johnson's Wrecker Service impound lot. On July 3rd, Cindy posted on her MySpace page the following. This precious angel from above gave me strength and unconditional love. Jealousy has taken her away. Jealousy from the person who should be thankful for all of the support given to her. On July 7th, pretty much we can assume in retaliation, Casey posts on her own page mm-hmm. what is titled Diary of Days that says, What is given can be taken away. Everyone lies. Everyone dies. Life will never be easy. Well, and for kids that don't understand what MySpace is, MySpace was basically the precursor to Facebook. But again, don't you don't need to air your dirty laundry on social media. For everybody out there to see, huh? Yeah, well, I just think it's hilarious. Like, well, I'm going to make this statement, and then, and I'm not going to address who I'm talking to, and then they're going to make a statement. It's, it's just very childish. On July 15th, George Anthony, at, he's at home. and he Does, re- does he post on his MySpace page? <laughs> George got on there and said, yes, everybody does die and everybody lies i don't have any posts from george but on 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 the 15th of july when he's at home he receives a certified letter from johnson's wrecker service this notifying him that the 1998 pontiac sunfire registered to him and his wife cindy has been sitting in the impound lot Mm -hmm. george then calls cindy cindy is at work and the two go to retrieve the vehicle Uh, This is of major concern to both George and Cindy because even though the vehicle is owned by the two of them, the vehicle was primarily being used by Casey to the point of, well, you'd probably just consider the car to be hers. Right. And this was the car that Casey and Kaylee had left the Anthony house in on June 16th. Right. And this is going to be pretty alarming to the parents because not only are they worried about their daughter, but they're also worried about their granddaughter. Yeah, the two were supposed to have been on a mini vacation in Jacksonville, Florida. So finding this vehicle abandoned is very scary for them. Um, They get to the impound lot, but before George attempted to start the Sunfire, he asked the impound lot attendant to check the trunk of the vehicle with him. Mm -hmm. Uh, They both smelled a terrible smell inside the vehicle, and he thought they better check the trunk because... George thought it was possible that he might find the body of Casey or Kaylee or maybe even both of them 
in the trunk with the with the vehicle being abandoned. Right now, listeners are probably thinking, "How does this make any sense?" Well, let's go back a little bit with George's history. George was a police officer for a time period, and also in his transition phase of work, he was also a security guard. Mm-hmm. So at his time of being uh, in law enforcement, he smelled, you know, a dead body. Correct. And Cor- so he feels like what he is smelling is that of a dead body. And the crazy thing here too, Captain, is that not only does George have that experience, but I don't have the gentleman that from the impound lot, I don't have mm-hmm. his name here with me. He's actually familiar with that experience as well because they had they had towed a vehicle at one point and there was they found a body in it, right. you know, days after it sat on the lot. Um, instead, you know, the two men, they pop the trunk, uh, and thankfully so they, they find a white trash bag full of garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, this kind of explaining the smell to the two men, uh, George looked in the bag. The attendant then removed the bag and threw it in a dumpster. The vehicle they found was out of gas. So they put a little gas in the car and George drove off in the sunfire. Cindy was furious about the car. Uh, and so she makes some calls to some of Casey's friends because she wants to, not only is she furious that the car has been towed. I mean, they had to pay a small fortune to get this car back. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, you know, this is a car you're letting your daughter use, right? You're paying the insurance. You're, you probably paid for the car. Yeah. And you're, you're helping out your kid. This car is abandoned, but, but also you're probably worried, worried about your child's safety. Well, and this is, you know, here's somebody that they keep enabling, and enabling uh, George in one of his statements to the law enforcement claims that there was multiple times where, you know, she would steal gas mm-hmm. from the home or she'd steal money, you know, cash out of here yeah. and there to, to fill up the tank. But also she had an easy pass and instead of slowing down for the easy pass or no, maybe she didn't have an easy pass, but she would claim, well, I threw the money in there and the, you know, the toll pass for mm-hmm. anybody that doesn't know. So we have some States have, tolls that you have to pay and she would go through these toll lanes claim that she put money in it and then come back and he would be fine because the car was registered in their name correct so whoever the car is registered in has to pay those fines and so this guy is going look we help you with your daughter you know we help with our grandkid we pay for your gas we pay for the car we pay for the insurance and you can't even pay the toll right Right, and now I have to go down and fish this car out of an impound lot. And mm-hmm. then on several occasions, too, they, they believed that Casey had used their credit cards or charge cards without permission. So this is kind of an ongoing thing. And I think what takes over here is you might lose track about worrying about the safety of the kid, and now you're just so furious that this is just continually happening again and again. Right, and when when uh, they go to visit the, the grandfather that's in the nursing home, that's another thing that's going on is they have a separate bank account that has money for him. Mm-hmm. And there's actually some suspicious, uh, some suspicion that Casey is taking money from that account as well. So they got a big problem on their hands. Yeah. Yeah. So Cindy, she tracks down Casey, uh, mm-hmm. calling some of her friends and finds out that Casey is in fact, she's not in, in Jacksonville at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is at her boyfriend's home. Uh, this is Tony Lazaro. And Cindy drives out to Tony's condo. Uh, She, of course, finds Casey there. She is trying to get Casey and Kaylee to come home. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. And she starts telling Casey that, you know what, if she can't talk Casey into coming home, then she would just take Kaylee and take Kaylee home with her. But Kaylee is not there. She's not at the condo. Casey finally agrees to go home with Cindy. Cindy then calls the police on the way home. Right. She, those are the 911 tapes you heard earlier. Yeah. And she wants to charge her daughter with stealing the vehicle and stealing some money from her. Mm-hmm. Once they get back home, Cindy calls 911 again, requesting an officer to the house so that she can make a report against her daughter. Then a short time later, a third call is made. And, of course, we we just heard all three of these calls Mm -hmm. uh, earlier. But it's the third call when little Kaylee is finally reported missing. Not by Casey, but by Kaylee's grandmother, Cindy. One has to wonder... Had Cindy not gone to Tony's condo and tracked down Casey that night, how long would it have been until little Kaylee would be reported missing? Right. Currently, we're at 31 days. And what's interesting about that 911 call, the third one, mm-hmm. is when she is calling and she's she tells Casey, hey, they want to talk to you. And you can hear faintly Casey Anthony say, I don't have anything to talk to them about. Hmm. Now, your daughter has been missing for 31 days, and you don't got anything to talk to the law enforcement about? That, you know, that's pretty strange to me. Mm-hmm. Well, when the Orange County Sheriff's Department arrive at the Anthony home, it's Detective Yuri Mellish that will be in charge of interviewing the family and taking statements. Mm-hmm. George had told Mellish that George had once worked in law enforcement up in Warren, Ohio, and that Casey was not being truthful and that they had retrieved the car from the impound lot earlier that day, and that the vehicle smelled, and these are his words, smelled like death. Right. Uh, Mellish focused on Casey's statements. Uh, he asked her to repeat her story several times, and even asked her if she would like to change anything before he took a sworn statement from her. She did not want to change anything, and she delivered the same story time and time right. again. Well, remember, she has nothing to talk to them about. <laughs> Well, Casey stated that she had last seen Kaylee on the morning of June 9th. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we have a discrepancy in days already. Casey took Kaylee to the babysitters on her way to work. The babysitter is... Well, let's let's be clear about this discrepancy. She's saying, well, the last time I saw my daughter was June 9th. Right. But the last time that any of the family members recall seeing her with the granddaughter is... On the 16th. June 16th, right. The babysitter's name is Zenaida Fernandez Gonzalez. Mm, more famously known as Zanny the Nanny. Yes. And she, according to Casey, lives in Orlando's Sawgrass Apartments in Unit 210, uh, which is located on the second floor. Casey said that she went back to the apartment after work to pick up Kaylee, mm-hmm. but no one was home. No one answered the door. She called Z- Zenaida's cell phone, and again, no answer. Uh, Casey states that she waited in front of the apartment for a while, expecting them to return. She then went to Blanchard Park, where Zenaida sometimes took the kids. Right. Uh, after which, she then went to some stores and shops where she thought she may find the babysitter with Kaylee. Which makes all logical sense. I go to pick up my kid from the babysitter. They're not there. Well, where could they be? Right. And also, you know, cell phones are pretty popular at this point. So mm-hmm. you could be making some calls. You can be sending out some text messages. Yeah, she, she tried calling her and says that, that there was no answer on the phone. Mm-hmm. So she goes around looking for Kaylee and the babysitter 
even at the stores in the shop. But again, this doesn't pan out. And uh, she decides that after not being able to find the two, that she would go to her boyfriend's condo where she had been staying since. Uh, She said that she was staying at Tony's because she felt safe there and that while she was staying there, she was actually conducting her own investigation to locate Kaylee Mm -hmm. and to get her daughter back. Um, She didn't contact law enforcement because she had seen on TV and in movies that when a person is kidnapped or taken hostage, that people get hurt once law enforcement is contacted. Casey was asked to produce the babysitter's phone number, which she says she doesn't have this number memorized, Mm -hmm. uh, but the number is stored on her phone, which has been left at her office at work at Universal Studios. Casey says that she has known Zenaida for years, and she's been watching and taking care of Kaylee for almost two years. A year and a half to two years. She says that she met Zenaida from a mutual friend. His name is Jeffrey Hopkins. Casey worked with Jeffrey Hopkins and Jeffrey's son, four-year-old Zach, was one of the kids that Zenaida was watching and caring for as well. Then law enforcement are going to wonder, well, if you didn't tell your parents, you know, that 31 days ago that the nanny took your kid, who did you tell? Yeah, yeah. So she states that she did tell some of her co-workers. Uh, she told Jeffrey Hopkins, who we already mentioned, as well as Juliet Lewis, another co-worker at Universal. Juliet Lewis, okay. When asked if her in- investigation had provided any intel, she says no. Uh, what efforts did she make to track down Kaylee? Casey says she tried to make contact with Zenaida's mother, Gloria. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, in fact, made several attempts to call and get in touch with Gloria. G- Gloria Stefan. <laughs> yeah. uh, could she give the detective... Gloria's phone number and she states no that she could not Uh, double checking that this is not simply a custody dispute uh, they inquire about the father of Kaylee and they learn from Casey uh, that the father's name is Eric and Eric had died in a car accident Casey's parents tell the detective they have never met Eric Detective Mellish asked Casey if she had any problems with narcotics, specifically cocaine, ecstasy, meth, or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Casey states, no, she doesn't have any drug problems. Mellish then asked if Casey had ever been to Lakeside, which is a local mental health facility, and she states that she has not. We're going to get right back to the law enforcement questioning of Casey Anthony right after this quick beer break. The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Everyone is still talking about Monopoly Go for a good reason. It is an absolute hit. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Like countless crazy tournaments, you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Or timed events, offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums. Delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches. Unique playing pieces and so much more. The verdict is in. With Monopoly Go, there's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now free on the App Store and Google Play. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, I highly recommend that you give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com garage today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash garage. This show is proudly sponsored by BetterHelp. Check out BetterHelp.com slash garage today. Do you want to set your child up for success? Of course you do. That's why you need to check out IXL Learning today. IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. There's one site for all kids in your home pre-K to 12th grade. Kids could use it at home on their computer or on an app on your phone or a tablet. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything for you. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. I love recommending IXL learning. Kids can learn at home or on the go. And all my friends and family that are using it absolutely love it because it's so easy to set up and so easy to use. And even the kids that I've recommended it to their parents have told me, hey, Captain, thank you. I was having problems in math and my parents couldn't help me, but IXL could. Do you want to get your kids back on track or do you just want to get your kids ahead? Do so with IXL Learning. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And True Crime Garage listeners get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com garage. Visit IXL.com garage to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Check out IXL.com garage today. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Make your day delicious from breakfast to dessert. Stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. I am new to Factor, and I have been loving every minute of it. I have a problem, and it's called lunch. Some days I need a pack of lunch, and some days I work from home. 
Whether I'm at home or whether I'm on the go, Factor is fueling my lunch from now on. Head to factormeals.com slash truecrimegarage50 and use code truecrimegarage50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code truecrimegarage50 at factormeals.com slash truecrimegarage50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. All right, cheers, mates. So we are still at the Anthony household, and law enforcement is asking questions to Casey regarding the disappearance of her daughter, Kaylee. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, she had stated that she had, in fact, told two co-workers that the nanny had run off with, with her daughter, and she was conducting her own investigation. Right. They want to know more about these co-workers, and this is Jeffrey and Juliet that we had mentioned earlier. So they ask, you know, does Juliet still work at Universal? Casey says, yes, she does. Well, what is Juliet's job? Casey says that she's an an event coordinator. Okay, great. Can you Mm -hmm. give us her phone number? No, she cannot. And in fact, this must have triggered some memory because Casey explains that she was mistaken, that Juliet does not work for Universal anymore, that she left two months ago and moved back to her home state of New York. So let's go to Zenaida's apartment Mm -hmm. and see what's going on over there, right? Right. So they asked Casey if she could take them to the babysitter's apartment. Of course she can. And she said that she would she would be pretty sure that she could. (laughs) Yeah, that's a that's a flag there, right? Yeah, yeah. Because when I drop my kids off at the babysitter, I'm not really for sure which apartment they go into. Well, Casey Anthony leads them to the apartment complex. And then to the upstairs apartment unit of 210. Yeah, she gets out of her car, gets out of the police officer's car and says, she lives in that one. Mm-hmm. Well, the sheriff's department quickly discovered that no one is living in the apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mellish then asked if, uh, if she could think of any other place where Zenaida would have lived before you know, she started living there. Well, now, now look, look I, I don't know if this raises that many red flags because... If you take somebody's kid, you might not be there. Right. You might just pack up all your stuff and hit the road. Mm-hmm. Well, Casey explains that she knows where Zenaida's mother, Gloria, used to mm-hmm. live. And she says that she could take them to Gloria's with the sound machine. apartment complex. They arrive as directed by Casey. And this turns out that the place is a home for the elderly. Mellish checks with the home. No one there has ever heard of Gloria. Surprise, surprise. They drive around with Casey until three in the morning, and then they take her back home to the Anthony's. And when they get back to the Anthony's, so they drop her off. But what's interesting here is that George is going to come out and talk to the police officers. Yeah, he's he's going to tell Mellish that Casey has been lying to him and that there is something very suspicious going on in his opinion and that the detective should continue to investigate this. The next morning, Casey and Cindy spend most of the morning building MySpace and Facebook pages for missing Kaylee Anthony. Yeah, that's yeah. They were also texting and calling friends and persons in the community to organize a search and spreading the word of Kaylee's disappearance. And yeah, I think it was uh, the day before or that day was when there was a a mass text message group. You know where you Mm -hmm. group everybody, and I think she's. 
Casey sends out a huge text message to everybody, all her contacts, saying, hey, look, my daughter's been missing now for 32 days, and, and you know, if you have any information, I think the nanny took her. Mm-hmm. Well, it's around noon that Casey is picked up by the sheriff's department. And they are going to go looking for Casey's phone at her work so they can start reaching out to the babysitter and the coworkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she, she didn't know these phone numbers, so we have to get to that phone, right? Casey agrees to go with the officers to Universal Studios. However, she informs them that her phone has been stolen. And this occurred while she was at work. She has reported the incident to loss prevention, and they are looking for Casey <sighs> Anthony's phone. Right. When they pull up to the security check-in gate at Universal, Casey does not have her identification badge with her. Oh, really? She explains that she has lost the badge. The officers convinced security to let them through. They pulled up to an office building. Casey takes the officers inside, makes a left-hand turn, and walks them back down a back hallway when she suddenly... Well, you're missing a part of the story because they actually talked to one of like the front front of house mm-hmm. people and she's saying, Hey, well I need to talk to this person. Well, what's their extension? Well, this is their extension. There's the, nobody. The extension didn't work. Right. Right. So this guy has no clue, you know, so not only does the front gate let them through, but the front office, then they go, okay, well, if you want to search around, maybe I am mistaken. You're here with law enforcement. You claim you work here. Mm-hmm. So, okay, find your office. Yeah. And when she goes down this corridor or goes down this hallway, they she, go to a dead end. Yeah. And and then she turns around and says, uh, I don't work here. Yeah. Okay. I don't work here. And and, and the police officers kind of, they kind of had their suspicion that this was the case anyways, but they wanted her to come out and, and be the one to say, I'm lying. Yeah, and I think they wanted to give her enough rope to hang herself, as the old expression goes. Mm -hmm. Um, What they were able to confirm is the following. They did confirm that Casey had, in fact, worked at Universal at one time. However, she had been fired April 24th, 2006, when she failed to show up for work. Right, which was like two years prior. Mm -hmm. The detectives are at Universal with her on July 16th, 2008. And she hadn't worked there for over two years. Right. A, a quick check of the names of the coworkers that Casey had said she told about the disappearance of Kaylee, Jeffrey Hopkins. Uh, he did work at Universal, but he was fired back in 2002. And Juliet Lewis did not exist. They couldn't find any record of her at all. Juliet Lewis Dreyfus. Right. Yeah. And, and, Casey had also said that her supervisor was Tom Frank. Uh, Tom also did not exist. That's a horrible name to come up with. Tom Mm -hmm. Frank. Yep. Well, that was her boss. Welcome to True Crime Garage. My name is Tom Frank. Well, they decide to arrest Casey, and they take her back to the station for further questioning. And even when they confront her with her lies, Casey sticks to her story. Mm -hmm. Um, she claims she did not know where Kaylee was. And again, the last time she had seen her was with Zenaida with the babysitter. Which was on the ninth. Now, okay, here's a list of the lies so far. Mm -hmm. One, your kid didn't go missing on the ninth. Your parents saw the kid with you on the 16th. Mm -hmm. So lie number one, uh, I work at this place. I've been working there for two years. You've been telling your parents that you've been working at this place for two years. Lie. 
Mm -hmm. She's with the nanny. She lives here. Lie. Yeah. Well, they they confirmed. I I work here. They confirmed that that not only did Zenaida Fernandez Gonzalez not live there. um, She never lived there. Right. That that apartment had been vacant for 142 days. No one had occupied that space for 142 days. Right. And so then when she says, well, I told this person at work, I told this person at work, one person worked there. The other two people were made up. Now the police officers have to be thinking that Zanny the nanny is probably a fictitious person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, we got a slew of lies, you know, and then again, oh, well, we're going, you've been lying to your parents for 30 some days, right? So every time you called and every every time you talked to your parents, you lied. Yeah. For 31 days. She wasn't in Jacksonville like she said she would be. Mm-hmm. She was at the boyfriend's apartment. Uh, and then furthermore, you know, the, the crazy thing here, Captain, is people lie. I get it, right? Mm-hmm. There, there are people out there that lie. But the thing that seems very crazy to me I is, don't. is that she has given detailed lies. Mm-hmm. She's she's come up with names first and last names of people she's given them job Mm -hmm. titles she's also stated that juliet lewis was an event coordinator who just quit two months ago and returned to her home state of new york right yeah and she went on to tell that you know juliet lewis came from a um a well-to-do background that she grew she, up in well, New York. She worked on the Seinfeld show. Right? She grew up in New York and then she moved to Florida uh, mm-hmm. to go to college. And then afterwards she started working at universal. So she's got this whole life story for some of these people. We're talking about Jeffrey Hopkins. Uh, she states that he has a four year old son, Zach, who is being watched by the same nanny as her daughter, Kaylee. I mean, right, these right. are, these are extensive lies here. You're making up fake people and then giving them fictitious. Well, look, that makes a lot of sense. If you're a fake person, why wouldn't you have a fictitious son? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, I, look, there are some people that are just chronic liars, habitual liars. Yeah, that's the ticket. And that's what she is. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, she's arrested and charged with child neglect. This is for failing to report Kaylee missing, mm-hmm. uh, especially after this much time has passed and she has been lying to law enforcement, obviously. Casey was originally assigned a public defender lawyer. However, she had asked a relative to contact a private attorney to see about taking her case. Attorney Jose Baez was operating a small firm in Kissimmee, Florida, and he gets the phone call. Uh, His secretary sent him to the jail to meet with his new potential client. Mm -hmm. Jose was unaware that this case had been on the news at this time. When Baez arrived at the jail, there was a public defender waiting there to meet with Casey. The public defender advised Casey not to speak with anyone, that the case had been on the news, and detectives would probably be going down there again soon to meet with her for further questioning, and she should not be talking with anyone unless she has an attorney representing her and present during any and all talks. The public defender then left. Why? Because everything she's going to say is just, you know, malarkey anyways. The public defender then left and Jose Baez meets with Casey Anthony for the first time. And what they have to do is they have a bond hearing set. So they got to figure out what the bond is and then if can they pay that so she can actually go home. Yeah, the first thing that Jose says that he believes to be strange about this whole case 
is that when he's reviewing Casey Anthony's paperwork, it clearly states on there no bond. Mm-hmm. And most of the time with these lesser charges, especially for someone without a criminal history, usually they set a reasonable dollar amount to set the, to set for this person to make bail. Right. The, um, I think the problem here, though, is what he's not understanding is when you lie to a law enforcement over and over and over and we have a missing child that's under the age of three, we might start suspecting foul play immediately. Well, and you're exactly right. And that's something that he quickly realizes. He does realize that, you know what, this this phone call that I got regarding a child neglect case uh, is in fact a missing persons case. Mm-hmm. And this could very likely turn into a homicide case. Um, Jose Baez then goes and meets with Casey's parents uh, for the first time. And he's explaining... He's explaining what he's going to do is file a motion to get Casey out of jail. Mm -hmm. During this visit, Cindy would explain to Jose the many excuses that Casey had told her during the 31 days that Kaylee and Casey were not at their home. You know, and we don't need to go through all of these stories because we all obviously know now that these were all lies. lies. Uh, Most of the excuses involve Casey's job, which we know she didn't have. And the nanny, which after learning about the apartment, it looks like nanny. The nanny doesn't even exist. Right, and then let's just get that whole part out of the way. the The police do eventually find an individual with this person's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Zanny the nanny is real, but she didn't know who Casey Anthony was or Kaylee Anthony. Never heard of them, and there is no connection. It just so happens that they found somebody with that name. It also just so happens that Casey Anthony also picked a pretty, you know, common name. And she might have knew about this person somehow beforehand. Well, and I think they were they were further able to confirm that this this real Zenaida that they found never, in fact, worked as a babysitter or a nanny in any capacity at all. Right, right, right. So uh, let's just get that off the table. Mm-hmm. So after agreeing to an attorney fee of five thousand dollars, Jose Baez becomes Casey Anthony's attorney on July seventeenth, two thousand and eight. Mm. Now it's on July twenty second that Casey Anthony had her bond hearing. The judge ruled that because Casey was now a suspect in the disappeared case, that they would be setting a bond much higher than usual, and they end up setting the bond at $500,000. After this bond hearing, Casey told Jose that she has something very important to tell him. Casey said that she was in her cell when an inmate came by And with her hands, she signaled to Casey five and then five. The Mm -hmm. inmate was staring at Casey and her lips with her lips. She mouthed the words timer 55. Casey explained that what this actually had meant was what had actually happened to Kaylee Mm -hmm. stating the following that Casey. Wait, you sure she wasn't trying to say primer 55? Uh, according to, according to Jose Baez, it's timer 55 Okay, timer 55 and and we'll let Casey Anthony explain what that means. I can't trust a damn thing. She says, go ahead. She says that, that, that her and Kaylee were with Zenaida at Blanchard park. Zenaida took Kaylee and put her in her car in Zenaida's car. When Casey asked what the woman was doing, Zenaida grabbed Casey and with a very hostile tone had told her that she was not a good mother and that she didn't know how lucky she was Mm -hmm. and that she was going to teach Casey a lesson. Zenaida jumped in her car and as she was pulling away, 
She said that she would make contact with Casey, giving her further instructions. Casey said that Zenaida contacted her and told Casey to change all of her passwords to Timer 55 on her computer. Okay. An interesting thing here, though, Captain, is that investigators did find that Casey's MySpace and Facebook passwords were both, in fact, Timer 55. Mm. Casey said, if you count 55 days from June 16th, the date that Kaylee was last seen. Even though she claimed it was the 9th. Mm -hmm. Okay. You get August 9th. August okay. 9th is Kaylee's birthday. Uh, stating this is exactly 55 days. And is it? If you, if you do, the you know math. what? I didn't. I, I as I'm reading this, I didn't look it up. But this is this is Jose Baez's story that he that that as told to him by Casey Anthony. Um, do you want to look it up real quick? We could. Yeah. Hold on. So it's technically 54, but if you count the 16th, you know, then it, then we then do get to that 55 days timer. 55. That's that's odd. And. It, yeah, I actually she, dove into this case a bunch, and I actually haven't heard about this yet. So, well, so exactly fifty-five days from the day that she took the girl until the girl's birthday on August 9th. Mm -hmm. and Zenaida states that she's going to give Casey instructions to go to different places around Orlando to get Kaylee back on her birthday. Mm -hmm. uh, she says that Zenaida would post the places and instructions on Casey's MySpace and Facebook accounts and then erase them shortly after so there would be no trace of this. And that Zenaida could easily do this because she, in fact, had the passwords to those accounts. Mm -hmm. um, this is when Jose Baez says that he realized that there was something very off about his client. Uh, he said that this, that in his conclusion... Either that Casey is an extremely bad liar or she's completely nuts. I mean, to tell him such mm -hmm. stories after he's already told her, stop talking to me about Zenaida. We, we, we don't believe she exists. You need right. to come up with a, you know, you need to come up with a different story. You need right. to help us find your daughter to get you out of this trouble. And then she comes up with this elaborate timer 55 story. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, it sounds like you're uh, you're a little nutso. Well, right? Not, not right, exactly. Because not only is this an elaborate lie, but then on top of that, to believe that Zanny the nanny has the power to to get an inmate to you know to tell you about this, to right, remind right, you right. about Timer Fifty Five as you're sitting in jail. She's probably talking about Primer Fifty Five. Well, around this same time, um, Cindy Casey's mother had requested a private meeting with Jose Baez. And Cindy said that she had something very important that she wanted to tell Baez. Mm -hmm. And she was telling him this because she needed Baez to relay this information to Casey. Cindy told Baez that she had received a letter from a man in Maryland who was planning to plant a rose bush in the Anthony's backyard for Kaylee's birthday. And that Cindy needed Casey to tell them the exact spot where to plant the bush as a memorial to the little girl. Uh, Baez said that he, he, he felt that this was a little strange as well, but he, mm -hmm. he took the message to Casey anyway, and Casey offered no information as to where to plant the bush, basically stating, you can plant it wherever you want. I don't know what she's talking about. Well, it's, it's just weird because it seems like it's all code. You know, like we're going to have this rose bush planted, almost like, tell me, uh, I'm going to, 
try to give this code to my daughter. Hey, tell me where to plant this bush in my yard. Thinking that maybe Casey will get the hint of, did you bury mm-hmm. your daughter in our backyard? Yeah, or did she die in a certain spot in the yard? Um, right. Yeah, it's it's almost like a fishing expedition where, you, you know, does did the mother come? And I, I want to be clear here about this, this story with Cindy. Mm-hmm. Um, the only person that I've heard tell this story is Jose Baez. So, it, you know, there's no way to confirm that this actually took place. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't see a reason why he might lie about it. Um, kind of a weird story to lie about. Yeah. But, but the thing that we're seeing here, but there's a lot of weird lies already. Yeah. Yeah. This, this, this whole thing is a bundle of lies. Uh, well, remember, Captain, we talked about the $500,000 bond mm-hmm. um, to get Casey Anthony out of jail. Well, nobody Chump change. Nobody in the Anthony family had the funds to post the bond for Casey. Oh. Um, but nonetheless, someone did come forward. Um, uh, and Baez wanted Casey out of jail, not only so she could be with her family and assist with her defense, but also that she could possibly help find Kaylee in the right, process. In the search. Yeah, yeah. So August 21st, 2008, uh, we have a new character enters the story. We have bounty hunter Leonard Padilla, and he pays... Not Dog the Bounty Hunter? No, he pays Casey Anthony's $500,000 bail. Now, Leonard Padilla was a bounty hunter Mm -hmm. uh, with a show on National Geographic Channel. Um, his goal was to become more successful and more popular than Dog the Bounty Hunter, who had had a hit show. Um, and Leonard paid the bail. Well, I think all you have to do is uh, start making a bunch of racist remarks and you'll become more popular than dog. Or more hated. <laughs> right. Yeah. So he Leonard pays this bail. And I'm guessing this is ob- an obvious effort to promote his show, his name, and his firm. Um, you know, that's a lot of money. He did make an agreement with the defense that his company would be able to be in the Anthony home watching over Casey. Uh, That's just creepy. Well, Casey was, well, they got to watch over their investment. Yeah, I understand. And Casey was fitted with an electronic tracking device. uh, But Leonard's firm believed that Casey could be a suicide risk. The security officers that watched over Casey have, of course, gone on to give their interviews about their experiences. And they have said that very quickly after they became involved, they knew they would not have to worry about suicide. They could quickly tell that Casey cared far too much about herself and that she would never commit suicide. Mm-hmm. They have also said that that another eye-opening moment for them was when they first got her home. You know, she's been in, she's been in jail for quite some time. And the first thing was like 30 some days. If you want to hit pause, we can count the calendar. We're not not counting any more days, but she's been in jail for quite some time. And at this point they, they bring her home. And the first thing that she said when she arrived at home was what's for dinner. Prison food sucks. Um, Mm. You know, nothing to do with her missing daughter. Uh, You know, now we have a three year old daughter that is still missing and would have celebrated her third birthday less than two weeks ago before this discussion about dinner took place while Casey was locked up. Uh, you know, not what's going on with the searches, not what's going on with the case, just what's for dinner. Right. Uh, one of the male beef, it's beef what, is what's, it's for, what's dinner. for dinner. One of the male officers had said that he believed that Casey was often flirting with him. 
He believes that she was someone that, that might use her sexuality to manipulate situations. You think? Um, but anyway, when, when she is released, Baez drives her home in his SUV accompanied by the security vehicles from Leonard's firm. As they get closer to the Anthony home, they start to see the protesters' signs, you know, signs saying things like baby killer and burn in hell, bitch, and lock her up uh, amongst a whole army of other things. Right, uh, and look, we should be pretty clear about this because what happens in Florida is that anytime that there's information that is known to the police department, I believe that they have to disclose that. Well, that's that sunshine law, I believe it's called, where mm. the freedom of information uh, sunshine law that they have down there, where it's almost everything is public record at some point. And not only that, but this, this story's been on the news, and amongst most of the public, she's probably already been convicted because she's not behaving the way that you think that a, well, a mother con- should. Well, at this point, people are probably hopeful that they find their, you know, her child, that they find Kaylee. The problem is, is that from the get go, your kid's been missing for thirty one days, and you didn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's what's up with that? Right. You know. Right. You, you you are a piece of shit. Well, and I think that when she was released, that mm-hmm. this is when this thing really turned into a circus. I mean, it was already a media frenzy from very early on, mm-hmm. but this thing got crazy. I mean, protesters basically setting up shop in front of the Anthony house pounding. You can see them pounding on the door, getting into fights with George. There's one part where Cindy, she's out front waving around a hammer. Like, yeah. She's just screaming. Uh, like she's too legit, too legit to quit. Yeah, hey, but she's waving it around almost like she has the intention of, of hitting somebody with it. <laughs> yeah. Cause she's, she's a, I mean, look, the the apple doesn't fall fall too far from the tree here, mm-hmm. and that's all I'm going to say about that. Well, this this release from jail didn't last very long because just eight days later, the sheriff's department arrests Casey again. This time, it's for writing bad checks. Remember when Casey and Kaylee went to live with her former boyfriend and his friend Amy? Mm-hmm. Well, Casey had stolen some of Amy's. She stole Amy's checkbook. And wrote four checks. Right. Uh, this this is during the time that the state starts. Well, so let's dive. Look, look, let's dive into this for a little bit. Because one, the initial claims that the mother said, "Hey, he stole my car." Uh, she didn't steal your car. Okay. You, you the car was registered in your name, and and your daughter had access to the, that car. Right. And you and gave her access to that car. I would argue she was the primary user of that car. That, like I right. said, you could basically call it. Casey Anthony's car, with the exception of it having, you know, a different name on the title. Right. That that car was not stolen. But if there's money being taken from the grandpa, if there's money being taken from your account, taken from your purse, taken from your house, if if she's stealing, uh, you know, you know, going over and you know the gas can for the lawnmower, if she's taking that and putting that into her car, mm-hmm. you know, th- th- this is all uh, parts of being a theft. And when you have no job for two years, you got to come up with money somehow. You have to come up with money somehow. Especially because the people you are living with believe you to be working this entire time. Right. Mm -hmm. They see this woman get up every day and leave with her daughter and supposedly go off to work, dropping the kid off somewhere. I mean, that's, that's one hell of a marathon lie, right? That's not just like a, 
That's not just a little white lie that you just got to get through the day with. This is something you get up and you repeat day oh, after day after yeah, day yeah, for, yeah. for damn near two years. All right. So, you know, no more beef for dinner. They lock her ass back up. Yeah, for the checks. Mm-hmm. So she picked up for these these fraudulent checks. And it's at this time that the state tar- starts talking about working out a possible deal with Casey Anthony that they might be willing to throw out some of these lesser charges that Casey is facing and trade for the location and or confession regarding her daughter, Kaylee. Right. Of course, this deal is refused. Um, on September 5th. Well, didn't you hear the timer 55? You know, story. Mm-hmm. You didn't buy that. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't think that was, you know, reality. On September 5th, Casey's parents post bond for her. Um, I don't know how much of the bond they actually came up with. Sometimes these things, they can work out deals. If your house is worth a certain amount of money, so forth and so on, you have a certain amount of assets. Mm-hmm. Um, but they basically get their daughter out of jail and again, she is fitted with a tracking device and, and released one more time. Right. It's on September 15th that Casey turns herself in. This time, it's because of new fraud charges and false identification and petty theft. Yeah. She spends one night in jail, and then she's released the next day because she's, she's only being held overnight on these new charges, which are all pretty small misdemeanor charges. Um, but she at least admits to those. Mm, I I don't know that she admitted to them, but it was something they could only hold her for a night on those. Well, charges. but she turned herself in. She turned herself in. So and isn't she's that released. somewhat admitting to this? I think I think you, you're exactly right there, Captain. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so she spends the night in jail. She's released the next day, and then on October 14th, Casey Anthony is indicted by a grand jury, and she is looking at first degree murder charges, child abuse manslaughter, and giving law enforcement false information. Okay, okay. Uh, how does this make any sense, though? How can you charge somebody with manslaughter when there is no body? Well, I don't understand the whole legality of the situation, but f- from what I what I believe is that when a grand jury meets and they decide that there is reason or cause to believe that a murder occurred, right. then then there's a separate investigation that goes on. And I believe they can detain somebody that's being investigated for that. Don't, I don't want to be emailed right. by every lawyer in, in America. That's, that's my understanding. These are the facts though. She was arrested. Right. Okay. So, so we have this little hobbit person, right? Casey Anthony, and she's lying to everybody mm-hmm. and she's making up people. Right. And uh, then she makes up this timer 55 story, which you got to believe is real. <laughs> it, it makes so much sense. That's, yeah. So, and then you, man, that we, that, that, the planning of the rose bush is so strange. Yeah. Uh, and, and we'll kind of get into this. I, I don't know. Do you want to get into the, the conversations with them at the police stations and in jail? Because one of the things that's, like I said, with the Florida, the sunshine law or whatever it is, kind of this transparency thing, when she's in jail, she's being, you know, visited by her mother and her father and also visited by her brother. Mm-hmm. And they're, and these tapes are recorded. You can actually watch them in their entirety. They actually give the inmate almost an hour to have conversations with these individuals. 
And I don't think that there is like a set amount where like if your lawyer shows up, you can talk to them for an hour. If your parents show up, you can talk to them for an hour. Right. Uh, and all these tapes are released, you know, so if her parents met with her, let's say on a Friday, some of these tapes were being released to the media outlets by Monday morning. Mm-hmm. It was not taking that long for them to be released. That's why when you said, you know, there is no body found, there is no, you know, as far as we know, Kaylee is still missing at this point. Right. But because of the, all these weird interactions and the way she is acting on these tapes, the public immediately starts going, this troll did it. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I, I tell you what, I've seen the tapes at length and I've seen the cut versions that they show on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I would throw a little warning out there to to everybody listening that the cut versions, look, she doesn't look, she doesn't make herself look good in the long version or the cut version. She's not good with makeup. Uh, and I would, I would say though, Captain, that I believe that some of the, the TV stations may have made her look even worse. Um, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They did. They did cut things, um, and they slightly manipulated uh, some of the interactions, especially with the parents. I didn't notice it so much with the brother and her, but more so with her and her parents, uh, where they would kind of clip. They would. You, you might have a very lengthy question, and right. she might give a very lengthy answer. And instead, when you see it on TV, you're going to get the, the the clipped version of that question with the with the most worst part of her answer. Uh, right and odd actions or lying like look at this point of covering this case yeah very odd actions you know she's lying mm -hmm. we know that but that doesn't mean that you're a murderer that also doesn't mean that you're murderer of your daughter Mm -hmm. but there's some very weird interactions and like i said about the rosebush thing is so fascinating to me is if you watch the clip her brother lee I believe his name is Lee Anthony. Yeah. So you got Lee Anthony and Casey Anthony talking. Um, and she's just always so bubbly in these these jailhouse interviews um, or well, communications. She's bubbly in most of them, but she's also hysterical in some of them. Wouldn't you yeah, agree? Yeah. I mean, not. She, yeah, but hysterical is probably not the right word because I think hysterical. Irate. W- right. Irate would be the more correct word, I think, because. If you think hysterical, my baby is missing, I'm crying, I'm hysterical. No. She doesn't ask about her child. It, I don't think she ever brings up her child first. It's always the other individual, whether she's talking to the parents or she's talking to the brother, and they bring up the child. Mm-hmm. Now, look, that's that's odd. And if you watch the stuff that Lee Anthony talks about, it's very strange to me. Because, uh, and I, I think I texted you this when I was watching, saying, hey, if I'm if I'm ever in jail and you come to talk to me, right, mm-hmm. don't ever talk to me like this, ever. Because he goes through this whole laundry list of, by the way, our conversation will be recorded. Oh, by the way, if you want to communicate with us through letters, this is how you have to do it. Right. This is the chain of command. If you just give it to your lawyer, your lawyer might read it. You have to give it to this person. And if you give it to anybody else, that letter can be read. Mm-hmm. So uh, very strange. And then she is also you know, making some friendships with some inmates while she's in jail. Right. Right. Well, you know what? You, you make me wonder about something here. You know, we talked about the road, the rose bush. Right, and that was a, a a story that came from Jose Baez, 
mm-hmm. that that he is told that he is to deliver this message from directly from a one-on-one conversation with Cindy to Casey. And right. then hopefully get some kind of answer that he's going to bring back to her and in another private conversation, give her the answer. And you're right. It, it's very cryptic. And but but does that make you it makes me wonder what's going on here? Is this is this Cindy trying to figure out if her daughter did it? Yeah. Well, or and or is it Cindy trying to assist her daughter in 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 her in her in innocence or, right. or proclaim her to be innocent by possibly moving something right like tell me where the body's buried i'll i will dig it up and i i will i'll put it somewhere else and if they don't ever find this it's going to be a lot harder for them to prosecute you right that's what it feels like to me i think you're right when we sat down here today it felt more to me like cindy was trying to figure out if her daughter was guilty yeah, that well, she's been on the fence about this and she needs some answers. And even if it's even if, no matter how she has to go about getting it, she's willing to do so. But, but well, as but, we sit here and discuss right, it, I right. think you're right. I think I think maybe she was looking to help or move or something. Yeah. But if you watch the interaction between uh, George, uh, Cindy and Casey, it's very odd because there's multiple times where the mother, you know, is looking at Casey and saying, hey, uh, look at me. Look yeah. at me in the eyes. Yeah. Now, what the mother wasn't understanding was, I have to look at a monitor to see you talk, and by doing so, my eyes go down. Mm-hmm. So I can't really do that. But there's multiple times where it's like, okay, what what else do you know? What can he give us? Never mind the fact that you gave law enforcement all types of bullshit. Right. Right? Oh, I mean, you're making up people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? With a full with a full background story for each yeah. person. You're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, this person, this uh, Zanny the Nanny. Oh, yeah, she's real. Oh, and Tom, old, <laughs> Tom Frank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all I can think of is like Tom Hanks. Big shout out to all the Tom Franks out there. Yeah, if there's a Tom Frank that listens to this show, cheers, mate. So, did you, what else did you did you find anything else odd about the interaction between Cindy and Casey? I I think she kept on as much as she was talking about. Well, first of all, let's just the elephant in the room is when she goes. Well, right now our concern has to be uh, Kaylee, right? And then, uh, then the troll says, "Well, definitely, my." I don't know. I don't know how she You're does. You're gonna it. try to make a voice. I was gonna do a voice for uh, the troll. But Casey is basically saying that that I understand. I, yeah, I'm concerned. But what about me? Yeah, my life is being taken from me. Everything's being taken from me. Me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of moms, right? <laughs> oh, you do. That sounded real bad. Hey, I'm the captain, and I know a lot of moms. Um, no, it sounds bad, but uh, none of my friends would act like that if their kid was missing. Oh, no. no. They would be hysterical. They wouldn't be irate. They'd be hysterical. They would be crying. It'd be hard to console them. They couldn't even lie to you because it'd be hard for them to get out anything but tears. This girl's not crying. You know, everybody else is tearful. Everybody else is fearful. 
She's not crying. Well, she she wants to know what's for dinner. She's cr- she is crying at times, but but the times that she appears to be crying to me is when she gets angry about something, right? Or or the focus is either on her or not her. If that makes sense, you know what I mean. Like it's it's almost like a sympathetic cry for herself, right? Rather than for the situation or the situation that her daughter may be in. Um, it, it and again with the anger. When she cries, when she's anger, angry, it's for herself. It's not for she's angered because she can't find her daughter. Right, right. When I, but I think some of it too, though, is when you've told so many lies that when you are telling the truth, or is anybody believing you? Mm-hmm. That that would be a question too. And so now she's in jail, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, she's gonna the grand jury indicted her, so she's going to be charged, but. At the end of the day, we don't. We still don't have a body. Correct. We yeah. We've not gotten to the body yet. There's a lot that we haven't got to with this case. You know, usually when we pick these cases, Captain, sometimes we can sit down and we can determine. You know, we used to do one show a week, and mm-hmm. that was that was a lot of fun. Um, and we would have to cram everything into to one episode. Let's or, go back to one show a week. Uh, and now we've been doing two because we found that with most of these cases, uh, there's just so much to cover that we can't get through it in one show. Uh, the problem well, with, the, I think we found our calling. The problem with this case so far, captain is we've got several items that we didn't get to yet today. So tomorrow's show is just going to be jam packed. Yeah. This, this case is like this crazy onion and that keeps peeling back layers and there's just so much more to this story. And I never really understood why so many people were fascinated. I, I believe my ex was really interested in this story in 2008 and was always watching uh, Nancy Grace. And uh, I'd always hear all the time when I was making dinner, Top Mom, Top Mom, mm-hmm. Top you Mom. You would hear the yelling of Nancy Grace. <sighs> yeah. Uh, beautiful sound. That's a <laughs> golden voice she has. So anyways, um, I, I never really understood why people were so fascinated by it. But but the, uh, the amount that I've dove into this, and I know the amount that you have dove into this, this is is a very fascinating case so much more to get to mm-hmm. and we'll get back to it tomorrow here is an interview with casey anthony's parents december 9th 2008 we now welcome george and cindy anthony the grandparents of the missing florida toddler kaylee anthony they last saw her in mid-june how are you holding up we take one day at a time. You know, it's it's very hard. A lot of sleep loss. Lost a lot of weight. Um, you know, we just take one day at a time. When did you last see Kaylee? I last saw her on uh, June 16th, the day after Father's Day. What happened the day she went missing? Um, we actually didn't find out until July. Um, so... Um, She'd been missing how long when you found out? Um, about a month. Isn't that strange? Um, well, not really. Um, my daughter, you know, had her and, um, you know, we just, we just, um, assumed that Casey and Kaylee were, you know, off visiting friends. George, why wouldn't your daughter call you and say, Kaylee's gone? That's really a good question. I, I know we kept in contact with her, at least Cindy did almost every day or every other day. A little text message here and everything was fine. So what do you make of it? I mean, she's your daughter. You have to have some. Yeah. Why wouldn't she not? Why would she tell you? Not tell you? 
I think she's, um, I think she was frightened. I think um, from what we understand that, you know, there's been threats to not only Kaylee's well-being, but also to our family's well-being. By? By the people that have Kaylee. Do you think Kaylee was taken? Your daughter obviously knew she was taken. Mm -hmm. For what purpose? Um, you know, I'm still trying to sort that out. You know, the, the person that originally has her or had her, um, we've had three or four different sightings with the same description that Casey released, that they finally released on this person. Um, and the, the Zeneda that the police department tracked down was one out of thousands that um, Casey said right from the beginning was not the correct person. They just now released within a couple weeks ago the actual description of the babysitter. And we've had three that I'm aware of, tips that have come in since June, that people describe this person to a T that had Kaylee. What does your daughter think, George? Well, our daughter thinks that Kaylee needs to be found. And she well, said- I mean, what does she think happened? Oh, she's already told us that this Zanny, this uh, babysitter, is one of hazard. Who denies it? Well, the one at the, like Cindy just said about the one at the sheriff's department, our local sheriff's department, had brought to my daughter's attention, it's not her. So let's go back her. to July 15th. Cindy, here's part of the 911 call that you made. 
they made judgment on her within two hours of having her in custody, and that's the way it's been. They have not assisted us into looking into finding Kaylee, have and we believe a, she is alive. I got it. I want to get to that. Have they set a trial date? Um, right now, January 5th. And no death penalty, right? No right. Death they removed. Penalty. They had it and then removed it. They removed yes. it. You don't realize that whole United States is looking for Kaylee. I know that, Mom. Uh, we're back. Casey Anthony, by the way, was interviewed by members of the Orange County Sheriff's Office July 16th, his part of that. Why didn't you call prior to today? I think part of me was naive enough to think that I could handle this myself, which obviously I couldn't. And I was scared that something would happen to her if I did notify the authorities or got the media involved or my parents, which I know would have done the same thing. Just fear of the unknown, fear of the potential of Kaylee getting hurt, of not seeing my daughter again. Why do you think she was arrested and charged, George? Ah, uh, because they had to, like Cindy said, they had her mind made up. It was just too easy for them to just close the book on this and say, well, we're going to charge you with uh, your daughter's disappearance and just be done with it. Did they ever look at why a mother would kill a daughter? I mean, did anyone ever question motive? Right. There is no motive, and they haven't found a motive. They even said they haven't found a motive. They, they told us they thought it was an accident, and she's scared, and she's trying to cover it up. Killed her by accident and then right. buried her. So. They don't feel there's a motive. Have they looked for the child? We've had five searches done by the Sheriff's Department, done by um, Tim Miller with Texas EquiSearch. I know him. Um, and... It's come up with nothing. There's nothing that they have found that, you know, has given them any evidence that Kaylee is no longer with us. Where do you think she is, George? Oh, Kaylee? She's with, hopefully, a loving family and just taking good care of her. We got a tip today. Today? Today. Um, at uh, 4 o'clock today. Um, right now, being investigated by... the tip? Um, in Tennessee. Someone spotted a girl yes. who looked like her? Yes, in the grocery store in Tennessee. And my investigators already spoken with the Tennessee authorities and also the tipster. And we're just waiting to see if there's any, um, you know, any video in the store. You know, we realize if they find Kaylee, this is a terrible miscarriage of justice. Well, it's been a terrible miscarriage of justice. However, you, you must understand the authorities' viewpoint here. Here they are with the dilemma of this woman, a, a nanny that doesn't. A nanny says, I didn't do it. I wasn't with her. She waits a month before telling. I mean, they certainly have grounds for suspicion, don't you think? No. They, no? Found, they w looked at one Zaneda Gonzalez. One Zaneda. They told us that there was only one in our area. There was 11 just in Orlando. They picked out one. There's Casey told them to check New York or Miami because she had a New York license. She told them that. They pulled up an Ohio license. Bottom line is Kaylee's out there. We've had people from June the 20th that have given us sworn statements that they have seen Kaylee in Orlando. We have sworn statements from July 2nd. We have people that are out there can't sleep at night because they've seen her in July. We had people that we met last night that saw her in California just two weeks ago. It's a, it's a... How, do you, how do you fight with someone or, or you know, say, 
If they're sitting four feet away from this child and they say that they're positive that this is Kaylee because they've seen her picture for the last six months, four feet. How old would she be now? Three. Oh. Uh, let's, let, uh, let's listen to a bit more of Casey's July 16th interview with authorities. Or is there anything that you want to change or divert from what you've already told me? No, sir. Um, did you cause any injury to your child, Kaylee? No, sir. Did you hurt Kaylee or leave her somewhere and you're no. worried that if we find that out that people are going to look at you the wrong way? No, sir. And you're telling me that Zenaida took your child without your permission She's and hasn't returned her? the last person that I've seen with my daughter. Let's take a call. Winston, Salem, North Carolina for George and Cindy Anthony. Hello. Hello, George and Cindy. I am so sorry for um, the trouble that your family's been going through. I just wanted to ask you, Cindy, when you first called the police, you said something like it smelled like there was a dead body in the trunk of your daughter's car. And more recently, you've said that you believe that it was maybe old pizza. And I was just calling, wondering why you uh, changed your mind on that. Um, I changed my mind on that. I never changed my mind on that. What I stated was the car smelled, okay? The, um, I was told by my husband and also by the gentleman at the tow yard that there was a bag of food that contained pizza and maggots in the car. I went down and I, I spoke myself with the manager of the tow company and he told us that that was the cause of the smell in the car. I don't know of anybody that has ever smelt decay of food that's been in a car trunk for 19 days in Florida heat. I've opened my refrigerator and made the comment something died in here. Following Casey's arrest in July on child neglect and other charges, George and Cindy visited her in jail. Here's some of the surveillance video from that. I don't care what I have to do. When I told them I would lie, I would steal, I would do whatever by any means to get her back. That's exactly how I feel. It's the truth. Casey, we have to find her before her third birthday. Mom, I That's know. coming up fast. Uh, there were reports, uh, photo shots, I think, of, of your daughter partying and the like and out having a good time during all this while her daughter's missing. Explain that. Um, there was one photo out of all the photos that have been showed of her partying that was after June 16th one and what we have learned that that is a staged photo that those are photos that they use to entice other people to come into that club that she would have gotten paid for that photo so in fact that she was working and we have proof of that where uh, George is Kaylee's father uh, Kaylee's father lived uh, somewhere in the Carolinas, I believe, at one point. Uh, he's deceased. Oh, yeah, he passed away right around her second birthday. Oh, so she was still around when he died? Right. He was never part of her life. He hasn't been. Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Hello. Thank you, Larry. My question is for George. Um, George, removing yourself from your family, I know you were a professional uh, in the department. What was your professional opinion of the smell in that trunk? My professional opinion is I never really realized how long it would take uh, garbage to smell for 19 days or 18 days inside of a car in Florida, to be honest with you. What, is, what do you do, George? Right now I'm in the security field. 
you know, being in law enforcement for years, you know, I sort of stayed in the security field off and on over the years. So after moving to Were you in law enforcement in Orlando? No, never was in Orlando, no. I was in law enforcement 20 some odd years ago. So. so you would understand law enforcement's psyche? To a point, yes, possibly, yes. But then again, I, I know what I feel inside, that that's, like Cindy says, inside that bag was garbage. There really was. It was pizza. I mean, I seen it. I mean, I, I, I know what was in there. And there's no way you can fathom, Cindy, your daughter harming your granddaughter. No, there's nobody that has come forward that has ever seen or said anything other than that, that Kaylee was an excellent mother. So there's, Casey has done nothing to her daughter. There's no evidence that shows that. Um, and I can, with 100% of my being, say that I believe that Casey had nothing to do with Casey, Kaylee's disappearance. We have a little more to show you from inside the jailhouse. Watch. What's your gut telling you right now? My you have the telling me that she's okay. Okay. And your gut tells you that she's close or some, she's, she's hiding? She's, she's not far. I know in my heart she's not far. I can feel it. Oh, boy. It's, this is, uh, are you optimistic that you're going to find Kay? I mean, how do you feel about it all? It's been a long time. Well, over the last um, <clears throat> several weeks, we've gotten probably our best sightings. Um, we had one um, in the middle of November, right in Orlando. Um, two women, very credible, were within 10 feet of her, watched her for 20 minutes, took photographs of her. Um, this last couple that we met last night that saw her, um, a, you know, a week after that point, were within four feet of her. So she's somewhere, you think? Absolutely. Yeah. Why do you think so many people get angry at you? Um, because they only hear one side of the story. They only see what um, is put out there by the Nancy Graces of the world and um, the Leonard Padillas of the world. They don't look themselves and look at their own families and and figure out what they would do if one of their children was missing you know there's a very there's a there's a lot of people that are in our shoes and there's a lot of people that will do one of several things they'll either go into a recluse and they'll just withdraw you could do that or you could get up every morning and you can fight for the people that you love and we're not gonna, I'm not gonna sit back and worry about what people think about us because my focus is on Kaylee yeah. and anybody that wants to criticize me for that, that's their problem. Has Nancy Grace convicted your daughter? Absolutely. Yeah. Nancy yeah, Grace is the reason why there are people out there, but I'll tell you what, there's just as many people that watch Nancy Grace that only watch her because they don't have local media like we do in Orlando keeping up with with Kaylee that's their only outlet they don't believe in the things that she's doing in fact they tell us that when this is all done when Kaylee's home they're never gonna watch her again so thank you both very much we'll see everybody here tomorrow and until then be good be kind and don't litter
Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. 